What's up, y'all? I got a dance deal for you, Chicago. Hubbard Street Dance heats up the Harris Theater stage with its spring series of joy next week. Now, this is some of the most dynamic, cutting-edge contemporary dance made by the world's leading choreographers right here in Chicago. I'm excited for Echoes of Our Ancestors by Maria Torres, among other creators. But you can only catch it for three performances between May 17th and May 19th. Luckily, CityCast Chicago listeners can get tickets in any section for 20% off using code CityCast online or over the phone. Visit HubbardStreetDance.com for details and use code CityCast. Today on CityCast Chicago is Golden Gloves Week. That's the renowned amateur boxing tournament that's launched many a world champion. Names you probably know like Joe Lewis, Sugar Ray Robinson, of course, Muhammad Ali. Well, championships start Thursday, and to celebrate Golden Gloves' 100th anniversary, we talk with two former boxing champions about why the Golden Gloves are so important to Chicago. It's Monday, April 10th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is What Chicago Is Talking About. David Diaz is a combined seven-time Chicago and National Golden Gloves champ who also represented the U.S. in the 96 Olympics. Jorge George Pacheco is a three-time Chicago champ and the 96 Mexican National Champion. David, George, welcome to CityCast Chicago. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having us. No, it's my honor to have y'all. But before all of these awards and these accolades, when does David Diaz first fine boxing how how is that introduced into your life i was like eight eight years old eight nine gonna be nine years old my dad took me to the gym wells park um back then <laughs> it's not like it is today where they don't put the kids in right away to fight <laughs> back then the, the i went in and uh the gentleman who uh who was running the show there was uh casey puskar he said oh you want to box? you want to box i'm like yeah i want to box jump in let's see what you got so i did i did okay i didn't i didn't beat the kid I, i'm gonna tell you that right now i didn't beat uh-huh. the kid but i i did just enough where he's like okay he's got some grit let's work with him okay and then later on down the road i just fell in love with the with the sport so this is like the the late 80s we talking about right when you when you first coming into this gym yes for me it was 85 86 i think it was Okay. And, and George, same question to you. How do you discover boxing in, in your life? Is this something that was in your family already? My father boxed in the Golden Gloves in the, in the 70s and I had brothers that were boxing. I had two brothers that were already in the gym. Uh, you know, my father kind of was trying to protect me from the gym. Because once when you're a boxer, you kind of don't want your kids boxing. I mean, I'm sure David, I, I've seen, you know, his kids play baseball and, and other sports, but I don't think he's took him to the gym just yet. I mean, it's one of those things that you're kind of like, uh, you, you did it. You don't really want your kids to do it. But going back to the uh, the when you start looking forward to the Golden Gloves, I mean, we start sizing the David Diaz of the world up when we're 15. You yeah. know, these guys are like, you know, the rugby movie where you have the, the picture of your opponent on the mirror and you just crush it. You uh, crumble <laughs> the, 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 the picture of your opponent <laughs> That's what happens once you're 14, 15 years old. You're just eyeing that champion and you're ready to take him down. 
Yep. I love this energy y'all got. It's the it's the constant <laughs> boxer. I feel like we're on Showtime right now, even though it's like a battle of compliments. It's like I'm trying to get like you. you no, know, I'm trying to get like right. you. And, David, and what, what, what Chicago neighborhood did you grow up in? I, I grew and, up. And, and, I grew up in in, in Humble Park. Uh, I moved okay, there too when Humble I was Park. 12. Yeah. So when I first started boxing, I was like in the Albany Park area. Then my dad bought a house in Humble Park, and we moved there. And I was, and that's where I grew up. You know. Mm-hmm. George, get in here. I want to talk about what does that look like for a young 15, 16-year-old training in the gym? You know, for maybe some of our listeners, all that they ever seen is is, is Creed or Rocky going out there and training, running up the steps or, or practicing in the garage. What, what does that regimen look like for a young kid in the gym getting ready for the Golden Gloves tournament? Well, it's not as glamorous as it looks on TV, uh, for one. <laughs> <laughs> the, gym, the gyms are pretty smelly. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of mean people in there, but, uh, you know, it's intimidating. It's intimidating. You go in and, uh, you, 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 you want to learn how to fight, but you have to submerge yourself in all these people that are already fighting great fighters that, uh, that you might compete against. And all you do is size people up. You walk in and you're like, I'm going to have to fight that guy. I'm going to have to fight this guy. So, you know, it's, it's, it's intimidating, but that's what makes the sport so beautiful. And that's one of the things that, that you take with you, uh, being able to, uh, um, deal with those fears and, and intimidation that come with it so george you're like you said you're starting to think about this as a young kid 15 but now 16 going into the tournament you know 16 17 18 what is that that fear or that that doubt that you feel in the process and, and how do you work to kind of deal with that well walking into the ring i mean you see in the crowd you're just a lot of people cheering you have people going for you people sound against you and to be able to just tame the fears and just regroup yourself and, and getting ready to perform, hoping that everything you did in the gym pays off. But, uh, you know, that's one of the biggest things as a boxer. And some of these boxers are some of the nicest people you meet in the world because they know how to tame their fears. They know how to tame their aggressions. And, and that's very important in the ring, being able to uh, conquer those. Now, back I don't remember. I think, yeah, George, did you, you fought on the Golden Gloves when it was in the Rosemount Rising? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? See, got they used pretty, to have... pretty, pretty bad. Well, I my bad. <laughs> it was funny because uh, I got beat up pretty bad in the final. They used to record it at the Allstate Arena, and then they used to uh, play it on Univision. And I got beat up so bad that they made the commercial for those fights out of me getting beat up. So it was, uh, I was getting stopped on the street constantly. Hey, you're the guy getting beat up on channel 40. Yeah, that's, oh. that's me. That's me. So, uh, <laughs> Hey man, and champ got to take it at, at some point. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with aligner experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patients' smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you can transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. 
Aligner Experts, your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. George, I want to stay with you. You know, some people, they'll look at boxing and one, they think, right, it's a sport that ends up with a lot of, you know, uh, individuals who grew up in impoverished neighborhoods, folks who feel like they're fighting for their life. Some people just see people punching each other, you know, bloody black eyes. You know, what would you you say to the boxing skeptics who don't see the the sweet science? They just see, you know, two mugs and they're trying trying to knock each other heads off. Um. It is a violent sport. I mean, it's, it's a tough sport, you know, but where we come from, you know, where we come from and a lot of these guys that find these terms, the neighborhoods we come from, getting punched in the face isn't the worst thing in life. You know? Yeah, exactly. There's, there's, a, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in life. And, and you know, it's, sometimes it's a badge of honor. You know, I, I grew up in, in a rough neighborhood in Aurora. And, you know, some of these, you know, you're either joined a gang or, 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 or you don't. And a lot of these guys will leave you alone. They know you're boxing. Like, hey, good, good. I see you in paper. Good job. You know, they were intimidated themselves. So it kind of saved us from that street life. I mean, the, you know, we're off off limits. And and it, it's the times are different. Times are different. Uh, you know, it, it, we're evolving as a society. And boxing, I mean, hopefully it's around for, around for another 100 years. David, I mean, it, a similar question back to you. You know, when I think about my childhood, and I hate to sound like an old head here, but, you know, we grew up fighting in the park when I was a kid in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, you know, you, you could expect to go one-on-one a couple times a year, uh, and, and that's just sort of the way things was. But even as I'm talking to you, you know, some people don't want their kids in the ring if they were boxers themselves. Do you think putting young people in a ring to fight, is, is that still a way of, of building care? Character, keeping them out of trouble do you think that's a you know that 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 argument still lives true today definitely i definitely do feel that 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 boxing can help in, in that aspect and let me tell you why because um that kid that comes into the boxing gym can can have that mentality like oh i'm a dog I'm this and stuff like that but then he gets mentored by the coach that he sees on an every uh, everyday basis that pours into him and tells him no that's not the way to go if we go about it this way, these are the good things that, that are going to happen. And what you're telling him that the outcome is going to be greater than what you're getting right now, you're going to save that kid. You're going to save that kid because um, the kid is going to trust you and believe in you. Because maybe some of us, I've seen it plenty of times growing up, you know, where guys are like, no, nah, I like being here because, you know, I'm, I got nobody to be home with. There's nobody there. And they would stay in the gym. They would come every day. And it, it's an outlet for the kids, sincerely. Now, for yeah. based for my kids, I had them involved in boxing. I had them in, in, like, when they were young. But the thing that I saw in them that they didn't want to go in there and hit the bag. They didn't want to jump rope. They didn't want to run. They didn't want to do sit-ups. They didn't want to do none of that stuff. They just want the A-pops. I just want to spar. I'm like, dude, you can't just spar every day. You know, you're going to get your head you know, you be messed up. You got to learn how to work out. You got to learn how to run. So that's why my my kids didn't follow uh, boxing was because I didn't let them because they didn't want to do the work. And the other thing, you I can't teach it. hunger. You can't teach no, hunger. No, you can't. You can't. Right? So You have to be hungry. You have to be yeah, hungry. You have to be hungry for this sport of boxing. You have to want it. You have to enjoy the brutalness of the workouts because you're going to get their 
you're going to get up to the ring and fight and, and the fight should be easy with that concept, you know? So they ended up playing baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Did you always feel like Chicago had your back when you, when you stepped in the ring against your opponent? All the time, man. I felt, I felt the love, you know, I felt the love all the time. Uh, every time we went in and, and fought against people that, that were pretty uh, recognizable. Except for that that one fight with Morales, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we fought here in Chicago. I think everybody in Chicago was against the, the Mexican Chicago. Yeah, I was at the, at the out at the All State Arena. Yeah, I only had a few. <laughs> I only had a few people that were really rooting for me. You know, I, I get it. It's all right. You know, it, it's, it's Morales. I understand. I understand. It's Morales. You know, I get it. Huh? There was there was no, a for you. No, I know. I, I know my people. I know the, the the ones that were there with me. I know. I know, like George, his father. I know that. I that I know. But like, I have a I have a a, a, a grammar school friend, grammar school friend of mine. His last name is Morales. He said, "No, man, okay. man, my cousin beat you, bro. You lost." Man. I'm like, "Shut up." <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's perfect. Oh no, that's. I love that right there. George, David, it's very clear how much this tournament means to you, how much you love it, because now, you know, decades since you all were participants, you're still here taking podcast calls in the middle of your work days to talk about your story and the story of others. But as you look forward to, you know, what is now Golden Gloves Week across the state in Illinois, uh, you know, are there any particular matches you're looking forward to during the championships coming up? One of the things we look forward to every year, what we look forward to going to the gloves is one of the things is the, the smell, the sounds, the energy. You know, these guys preparing themselves for six months a year to leave it all in the ring. And that is what excites us. I like, I like seeing the guys warming up. Because uh, you see, like back, back when I was fighting, I would want to see how my guy's warming up. Because if he's not warming up, like, like he wants to come and kill me, I'm like, I, I got this fool. <laughs> I got him, <laughs> right? Because that's that. I mean, it could be a double edged sword because some guys, some guys just turn it on. But I like to see that. I like to see the guys getting ready, how they look, if they look nervous or they look hungry, like they want to go out there and just destroy the guy that's in front of him. I like looking at that, to be honest with you, because sometimes it does remind me of. Um, when I was getting ready to, for my amateur fights, it was crazy because some of the amateur shows, we would sit right next to our opponent. I don't know if you remember, you remember that, George? Yeah. yeah. We yeah. used to sit next to our opponents because we were down the line. It, it, it was crazy. It was like, yeah, I got to beat this kid up. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Man, again, I appreciate all the excitement y'all have brought, right? It's been a century of the Golden Gloves in Chicago. George, you said it earlier, you hope to see it for another hundred years. Why do you think this tournament has thrived in our city uh, for as long as it has? I think because the way, the Chicago way. I mean, Chicago is ethnically diverse, socially diverse, economically diverse. And to just have all those cultures in one and then just meet up for one tournament, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to just see the, the diversity of the city and the different parts represented, and that's what makes the tournament unique from 
if you would have a tournament in Indiana or Iowa, there's, you're not going to find the diversity. You're going to find the energy that you find at the Chicago Golden Gloves. So that's that's one of the things that really makes this tournament unique and, and exciting. My very last one to both of you, David, I'm going to start with you as sort of a rapid fire. Uh, if a young boxer is listening right now, preparing for their final rounds this weekend, what you telling them? Well, he's got to go for broke. I mean, it's only uh, three rounds, three minute rounds, right? Um, he better be in shape. <laughs> he better be in shape, you know. He better put yeah, putting those miles in, in running and be in condition to fight. And definitely just leave it all out there. At the end of the day, you don't want to be the guy that says, man, I, what if I would have pushed a little bit harder the last 10 seconds? Would that have gotten me the, no, nah, let it, leave it out. George, last one to you. What's, what's that advice you're giving somebody before they step inside that ring? The same advice that someone would give you if you said, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. I appreciate both y'all making time for CityCast Chicago. It means a lot to us, and good luck to all of the competitors this week. Definitely. Good luck to everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. If you want to learn more about the development of DuSable Park in the Loop and offer your feedback, you can attend an online meeting tomorrow at 6 p.m. I got the Zoom registration link for you in the show notes. Now, in-person public meetings for the forthcoming Chicago elected school board district map begin this week as well, Wednesday in Humble Park and Thursday in Pullman. The 39th annual Chicago Latino Film Festival starts later this week. I got a link for the full lineup and participating theaters in the show notes. And some good news to get you through. Check out Queer Art Party at Sleeping Village tonight at 7. This is a celebration of queer art, music, food, and community. As always, we appreciate you for listening. Subscribe to our daily newsletter, Hey Chicago, at chicago.citycast.fm. We're wishing our newsletter editor, Sydney Madden, a happy vacation. We're going to be here bright and early in your inbox and your feed tomorrow. Peace. I um, want to go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Y'all can't see it right now, but no, no, right. there's a pause because they're both bowing to each other. Be like, no, you go. You know, you go. No, you go. go. The energy y'all got for each other and the love y'all got for each other. I appreciate y'all bringing that to me. He, I, I, really I got to remind you, Kobe. He's the world champion. So I wanna, oh, stop I wanna, it. I wanna <laughs> he said, this ain't love. This is, <laughs> yeah, this is fear. Respect. Respect. <laughs>